Shalom to all. Today's office is Yumadab Chavches, and we are starting Chav Zayin Amabez, two lines up from the bottom, the second word on the line. Now, Rabbi Yechon had stated at the top of this Amad that a non coin that was Masadr the Maracha arranged the word on the Mizbech is Chayv Misa. Rabbi Zayar had asked a question on that, which prompted the Gemara to tweak the quote from Rabbi Yechon. Now we're going to have a different version of what Rabbi Zayar had originally asked. Now, a lot of the Shakhtari is similar to the previous Gemara, so it should flow nicely. And the Gemara says, Vegeta Amri Maskafla Rabbi Zayar, some say this is what Rabbi Zayar's question was. Is there any Avodah in the base of Mikdash, which is followed by another Avodah, and it's possible to be done by a non-Kayin? We've had this concept previously. We have Avodah Sheshachri Avodah, which means there's a whole grouping of Avodahs, and one is going to follow this Avodah. And then there's something called an Avodah Tama, which means a complete or a concluding Avodah. Then in this grouping of Avodahs, this is the last one, and nothing's going to come afterwards. So the question over here is, do we really have an Avodah Sheshachri Avodah, and it's possible by Hazar? What's the Avodah that's supposed to come after Sidar Maracha? That's Sidar Shnei Gizri Eitzim. So how could it be that Hazar would be Chayv Misa for this? So Chav Chesam and Alpha on the top, skip the first five lines. Go to the fifth line, the second word on the line. That's because Rashi and the Grub both take out all these lines. They say that's not the proper gears in the Gemara. The Gemara says, you're right, Alakasha. It is a good question. So, Eliyitmar, Hachi Itmar, this is really what the member should have been. Amr Abasi, Amr Abiyachinon, Zarsha Sidor Shnei Gizri Eitzim. If Azar did Sidor Shnei Gizri Eitzim, Chayv, then he would be Chayv Misa. Hail Avaidatamahi, because it's an Avaidatama. But now, Ask of Larava, he asked a question, Elamiate, if so, Tibai Pais, so it should have to have a Pais. It should have to have a lottery for it because it's an Avaidatama. The Gemara responds, Loibai Pais, it doesn't need a lottery, but then you have a bride. So, Misha Zachab Chum Sadashin, whoever was Zaycha to do Chum Sadashin, Yiskib Sidor Shnei Gizri Eitzim, he also got to do Sidor Shnei Gizri Eitzim. So we see that it has a lottery for it. The Gemara answers no. Hachikamer, this is really what the question was. It should have its own lottery. It shouldn't have to be appended on to the Truma Sadeshin lottery. The Gemara answers, you're right. El Kedamin, it's like we had said originally. We've already learned on Daf Chavez that when the races were canceled, no Kaihanim wanted to wake up early to join the lottery for Truma Sadeshin. Therefore, they added that whoever wins the Truma Sadeshin also gets to do Sidar Maracha and Shnei Gizri Eitzim. But yes, technically, Sidar Shnei Gizri Eitzim is chash enough to warrant its own lottery. But now the Gemara asks, remember, does that mean to say that if it's an Avoyta Tama and Azar is going to be Chayv Misa, so it needs to have a lottery, but Ain Zar Chayv Alei Misa Loi Bay Pais. If Azar is not going to be Chayv Misa for doing this Avoyta, then we don't have to do a Pais. Vare Shchita, what about Shchita? We know it's kosher with Azar, but it also has a Pais. The Gemara answers no. Shani Shchita Tchil Savoyta Dimamahi. Shchita is different because that's the beginning of the Avoyta of the day, and since it's very Chashiv, it has its own Pais. The Gemara continues to ask, Lamar, does that mean to say that Avoyta Tama, then Avoyta Tama, such as Shnei Gizri Eitzim, Bay Pais needs a Pais, but Avoyta Shei Shachri Avoyta, and Avoyta that has another Avoyta after it, Loi Bay Pais does not need a lottery, what about the Varmupadarim? Now, what exactly is this question? So, Tysus explains that it's as follows. According to our understanding, the only Avoida that needs a pious is one that never has any Avoida after it, such as Shnei Gizri Eitzim, doesn't have any Avoida after it of its type. The problem is that the burning of the Varmupadarim many a time is done at night and is sometimes followed up by the Chumas Hadeshin, which is also sometimes performed at night. But we know that a Varmupadarim does have its own lottery. So, the Gemara answer is no problem. That is the last Avoida of the day. So, yes, even though sometimes it's done at night, at the end of the day, pun intended, it's the last Avoida of the day, and therefore it's not considered like it has an Avoida afterwards. The Gemara continues asking, What about Chumas Adeshin? Sometimes it's followed up by Haitzas Adeshin, the removal of all of the ash, and we know that Chumas Adeshin gets a pious, even though sometimes it has an Avoida after it. The Gemara answers no, it's only because of that story that we had, that's why it has a pious. Really, it shouldn't.
shouldn't have a pious, and really they should have this race up the Mizbech. But as we said previously, since the kind was pushed off and he broke his leg, that's the only reason why they have a pious for Shumas Hadeshin, but really it doesn't need its own pious. And Amra Zutra, Vitaim Rav Ashi, he says, Afananim Tanina, we even have a riot from our Mishnah, which is actually going to be the first mission of the next parak, which we're going to learn momentarily. Amr Lam Hamamuna, the Muna told them, Go see if the time for Shechita has come, meaning is it daytime yet? But it doesn't say that they're asked to see whether or not it's proper time for Sidur Gzirei Eitzim, meaning Sidur Shnei Gzirei Eitzim could be done at night, making it a night Avaida. Therefore, the other Tamid-related Avaida, such as Sidur Evarim, which must be done during the day, are clearly not a continuation of Sidur Shnei Gzirei Eitzim, a proof that Sidur Shnei Gzirei Eitzim is an Avaida Tama, because there is no Avaida that comes afterwards. The Gemara says, no, that's not a Raya. Only something that does not have a Takana, there's no way to remedy it, that's what's mentioned in the Mishnah. If the Tamid Shalshacha was Shechted while it's still night, so there's no way to fix that up. However, something that has a takana, if Cedar Shnei Gizri Eitzim was done at night, even though it's not allowed to be done at night, you could fix it up. We wait for the daytime, take it off, and then put it back on. Like a tani, that's why it's not mentioned in the Mishnah. And so therefore, we don't have a ride from this Mishnah that Cedar Shnei Gizri Eitzim is an Avoid Tama. Hajin Allah Bari Shaino, Mazatah for finishing this second parak of Masech Azuma. We should be Zachar to finish the entire Masech together. And of course, all of Shas together. And now for a brand new parak, we continue talking about the Avoid of Yom Kippur. Amalayim Hamamuna, the Mamuna, who's the Sgan Kayin Gadol, he tells them to Uru Ui Migiazman Ashkita, go see if the time of Shkita has come. He tells the Kayin to go up to the roof of the Beis Mikdash and see if the Mizrach, the eastern sky, has lit up a little bit. We know now it's daytime and we're able to Shech the Karban Tamid Shal Shachar. Now, Imhigia, if there actually is a little bit of a light, Haraya Aimer, the lookout says, Barakai, it's shining, meaning it's light. Masib and Shmuel Aimer, he says that Heir Pnei Kala Mizrach. This is what the person says, that the entire eastern sky has lit up, meaning it has to be more light than just a little bit of light shining forward. And then the question is asked, up until And he says yes. And the Gemara is going to discuss who asked the question and who answered it. Rashi and the Gemara explains, why is it that we mentioned Chevron? That's to remind Hashem of schos avais that are buried in Chevron. The Mishnah continues, Why do we need this? Once it's light outside, once there's at least a little bit of light, why do we have to have someone to go up to the roof to make sure that it's actually light outside? Why do we need this whole procedure? The Mishnah Answers Shapam Achas Olamar Lavana because one time the moon was shining very brightly, and they thought that the eastern sky lit up, that it was actually daytime. And they actually had to take it out to be burned because it was actually done during the night, and that's a problem. So, therefore, we have to ensure with 100% certainty that it actually is lit up from the sun and not the moon. And the mission continues they brought the Kain Gadol down to the base to go to the mikvah, and this is the rule in the base of Mikdash. Anyone that covers their feet, which is a euphemism for moving their bowels. Why is that so? Because when a person crouches down to move their bowels, they cover their feet. Ta'on Tevila, they have to go to the mikvah before they continue the Havoida. B'chal Matomayim, anyone that urinates, Ta'on Kiddush Yadam Reglaim, they have to wash their hands and feet in order to sanctify them. And Chav Chesom Bez on top of the Gemara says, Tanya, we have a brass of Rabbi Shemal Eimer, he tells us that what does this lookout say? Barak Barkai, that it's surely shining, meaning the light is shining on the eastern sky. Rabbi Kiva Eimer, he tells us, what does the lookout say? Allah Barakai, the shine, the light has come up, which means it's a little bit lighter than what Rabbi Shemal's gather is. Nechuma Ben Apakshayin Eimer, he says, Af Barakai Bechevron, that it's even light in Chevron. Masib bin Shmuel, he tells us that Hamamun al Payasis Omer, the one that's in charge of the lotteries, he says, The entire eastern sky is lit up all the way until Chevron. And Rabbi Huda ben Basera Omer, he tells us, The entire eastern sky has lit up until Chevron. And everyone has ready left to go do their work. That means it is so light outside, everyone's actually on their way to work. Why in the world do we need someone to climb to the roof of the Besamekdash to make sure that?
that it's light outside? The Gemara answers no. What we're saying is that people left their houses really early in order to go to a spot where the workers are so they could hire workers, so it's still very early in the morning, and that's what we need to make sure that it's actually the light of the sun and not the light of the moon. And once we've been discussing when the proper time for doing the Tamshel Shachar is, now we're just going to mention when the proper time for doing the Tamshel Ben Arabayim is. Amr Safar, he says, the Tefillah of Avram, which is talking about Mincha, and we're going to explain in a moment why this is called the Tefillah of Avram and not the Tefillah of Yitzchak. When is that? That's when the walls start getting black. So firstly, the reason why it's called the Tefillah of Avram, even though Yitzchak was the one that established Mincha, is because Avram actually used to daven Mincha, he just wasn't the one who was Masakin it for all time. So what does this mean when the walls become black? This is referring to midday. When the sun is directly overhead, it causes the top point of the wall to cast a shadow on the wall itself. That's midday, and that's the proper time for davening Mincha and for bringing the Kamashal Ben Arabayim. Amr of Yosef, he asks, Anan Avram, We're going to get up and we're going to learn from Avram. He was so full of Zrizos, it's impossible to follow Avram's Zrizos. We're not going to be able to shech the carbon Talmud so early in the day. Why are we learning from Avram? So Amr Rava, he responds, Avram. The Tana learns from Avram. We're not going to learn from him. The Tana, you have a bris. On the eighth day, he should get a bris mila. This is talking about the mitzvah of mila. We learn that the entire eighth day is kasher bris mila. People that are full of alacrity as Jesus, they're going to be mocked him and they're going to try to do it as early as possible. Shinamar, because it says in the Pesach, Avram got up early in the morning and saddled his donkey. So we learned from Avram the Midah of Zrizos. So why are we saying that we're not going to learn the Midah of Zrizos from Avram? So Elam Arava, he says, Rav Yosef this is what was bothering Rav Yosef. Then on we have a Mishnah. Let's say Erev Pesach falls on Erev Shabbos, meaning Erev Pesach is on Friday. Nishchat B'Sheshu Mechza, the carbon Tamid is shechted at six and a half hours. The carbon B'Sheshu Mechza, and it's brought seven and a half hours into the day. So Rav Yosef's question is, why don't we shecht it when the walls start getting dark, meaning exactly at midday, let's say at 12 o'clock, at six hours into the day, and not six and a half hours into the day? So the more answer is no. My question, what's the problem? Perhaps the walls of the Beis HaMikdash, they only started getting dark at six and a half hours into the day. Why? Because they weren't exactly straight. They were narrower on top than on bottom, so it took an extra half hour until the wall got a shadow on it from the top point. Or another answer, Inami, Shani Avram, Avram's different. He was a great astrologer. Literally, this means he had great astrology in his heart. He was a great astrologer, so he knew exactly when midday was. We don't know exactly when midday is, so we have to wait a little bit. Inami, or Mishum Tzakin, Vyeshebi Yeshiva Hava. He was a Zakin and Yeshebi Yeshiva, meaning he was a Yeshiva guy. He sat, he learned, he was a younger man, he was a Tamr Chacham, and he's definitely not going to dive Mincha before the proper time. From the days of our forefathers, never seized a Yeshiva from them, meaning they always had Yeshiva, they were always sitting and learning. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, Go and gather the elders, the Zakinim of Yisrael. Anytime they say the word Zakin, that's referring to someone who's Yeshiva Yeshiva. They were in the Midbar. Yeshiva Yimayim. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, Gather for me 70 elders of the Zakinim of Yisrael. Avram Avinu, Zakin V'yeshiva Yeshiva Haya. He was a Zakin in Yeshiva Yeshiva. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, V'avram Zakin Babayamim. He was a Zakin. Yitzhak Avinu, Zakin V'yeshiva Yeshiva Haya. How do we know? Shinamar says in the Pasuk, V'ahiki Zakin Yitzhak. Yitzhak was Zakin. Yaakov Avinu Zakin V'yeshiva Yeshiva Haya. He also was a Zakin V'yeshiva Yeshiva. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, V'ain Yisrael Kavdu Mi Zakin. And the eyes of Yisrael, referring to Yaakov Avinu, they became heavy from Zakin because he was sitting and learning so much. His eyesight became weak. And Eliezer Evad Avram Zakin V'yeshiva Yeshiva Haya. Eliezer, the servant of Avram, he was also a Zakin V'yeshiva Yeshiva. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, V'yomer Avram L'avdoi Zekan Beisai. Avram said to his Evid, the Zekan of his house, Hamayshel B'chalar Shalai, that had dominion, that had power over everything that was his. Now that we just mentioned Eliezer, Evad Avram, we explained the last part of this Pasuk, Amr Ablazar, what does that mean that he's Hamayshel 
Shaloi, Shemaisel Batarus Rabbi, he had dominion and power over the Torah of his Rebbe. As we could say, he was his Talmud Movak. He had all the Torah of his Rebbe, Avram Avinu. Who Damesek Eliezer, the Pasuk continues? He's Damesek Eliezer. What does that mean, Damesek? He would draw from the Torah of his Rebbe and give that to drink to others. Damesek is like Doyle Umashke. Amar Rav, Rav says, Kaim Avram Avinu called Tarakula. Avram Avinu was Makayim the entire Torah. Shinemar says, Ekev Asher Shama Avram Bikaili, because Avram listened to my voice. And the Pasa continues, Vayishmar Mishmarati, Mitzvaisai, Chukaisai, Visaraisai, meaning that Avram Avinu kept the entire Torah. Amarli Rashim Rachila Rav, the Ema Sheva Mitzvahs. Perhaps he only kept the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Nayach, and that's what the Pasa is referring to. The Gemara asks, But Ekanami Mila, there's also Brismila that he did, which is not part of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Nayach. So he responded, The Ema Sheva Mitzvahs Umila. So maybe he kept the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Nayach and Mila. Amarli he responded, Imkane if so, mitzvah visoy Why does it say that he kept my mitzvahs and my Torah? Obviously, he kept the entire Torah. And Amar Rava Vitam Rav Ashi, Kaim Avramavino Afilu Ere Tavshilin, Avramavino kept even Erev Tavshilin, which Rashi says is not even Allah Sinai, it's the Khanadra Abundan that's gonna come later on. He kept even that. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, Toyroi Soy, my Toy Rice, double Toy Rice, Achas Tershavsav, Vachas Tershavapeh, one was Tershavsav, and even Tershavapeh he kept. Now going back to our Mishnah, we had said Matsim and Shmuel Aimer, Vihua Aimer Hain. So there was a conversation taking place. The lookout went to the top of the roof, and then someone said, it's light outside, and then someone said, up until Hebron, and then someone said, Hain, yes. So what exactly was going on in this conversation? Man Amar Hain, who said yes? If it's talking about the fellow on the roof, so the question is asked, who Chalim, who Mephasher, he dreams and he interprets. Right now we're understanding that the lookout on the roof is saying that the eastern sky is lit up, and then he asks himself all the way until Hebron, and then he answers his own question by saying yes. Now that doesn't really make any sense. So the Gemara says, okay, El it must be it's talking about the person on the ground, which means that the person on the roof asked the person on the ground, is it lit up until Hebron? And then the one on the ground said yes. So the Gemara asked, Minayata. so how does he know that? He's on the ground. How's he supposed to know if it's lit up until Hebron? So the Gemara answers, The one that said yes, it could be the person on the ground, and it could be the one on the roof, the lookout. It could be the one on the roof. Amar Ihu, the lookout said, The entire eastern sky is lit up. The one on the ground asked him, up until Chevron, so then the lookout responded to him, Hey, yes, it's lit up even until Chevron. Alternatively, we could say, We're talking about the one on the ground. The one on the ground asked the lookout, Is the entire eastern sky lit up? So the lookout responded, All the way up until Chevron it's lit up. So the one on the ground said, Hey, yes, that's actually what I was asking you. Is it lit up until Chevron? So here we could have it that even the one on the ground is the one that's saying, Hey, yes. The Mishnah said, why do we have to go through this whole thing? Meaning, why do we have to have a lookout and have this whole conversation whether or not it's sufficiently light outside? So the Mishnah had answered, that's because one time they mistook the light of the moon for the light of the sun, and then they shechted the carbon tummy too early. The Gemara asked, is it possible to exchange the light of the moon for the light of the sun? How could that be? Rebbe Eimer, he says, The Timur, the beam, or the shaft of the moon is totally different than that of the sun. Timur shel the beam of the moon, goes straight like a stick. Timur shel the beam of the sun, it spreads out all over the place. Perhaps this could be compared to your standard garden hose or shower nozzle that has different settings. The moonlight would be like the jet setting that just goes straight out, and the sunlight would be similar to the spray setting where it starts out going straight and then sprays all over the place. So 
So how could it be that we're going to mix up the moonlight and the sunlight? So turning to Rabbi Shmuel, we have a brass from the base measure Rabbi Shmuel. Yem Hamaunan Haya. It was actually a very cloudy day. Umafziel Lakanu Lakan, and therefore the light of the moon also spread out. For the most part, the moon was obscured by clouds, and the breaks in the clouds, which let light through, gave it the appearance of sunlight and not moonlight. So that's where they ran into the issue. Now Amar Papa he says Shmami, no, we can learn from here the Yom of the Eva when it's a cloudy day. Kula Shimsha, the sun spreads out all over the place. Since even with moonlight, which usually goes straight, it's going to shine through a break in the clouds and look like sunlight, all the more so on a cloudy day, sunlight, which always spreads out, will find its way through the breaks in the clouds somehow. So the Gemara asked, what's it make a difference? The answer is, whether or not you want to spread skins out to dry, even if it's a cloudy day, you can do so because the sun is going to reach them and dry them. Inami or a woman shouldn't need dough, not in the sun, and not even in the heat of the sun. So she might think, oh, it's a cloudy day. There's no sun outside. I can knead the dough. The answer is no. Even though it's a cloudy day, the sunlight is going to get hit. It's going to warm it up, and it's going to make it become chametz. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up discussing sunlight tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.